Blog Talk Radio. Beatles fans, it's another rainy day out, but I'm here again to talk to another fabulous Beatles fan who got the opportunity to see the Beatles not once, not twice, but three times in the 60s. Welcome our guest today. It's Joy Cohen from Philadelphia. Hi, Joy. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good, good. So, three times, let's see, twice in Philadelphia and once in New York. Um, Now, I knew about Philadelphia Convention Hall. I remember when it was actually still there. Uh, I think I had been in it a couple times. It was your typical convention hall. But what what was it like in 1964? Well, it was my first concert, and it's probably safe to say it was everybody's first concert. And I don't think any of us really knew what to expect. We were so naive and green at the time. Um, mm-hmm. How old were you? I had just turned 13 that June. Okay, and who? And, and now I you... think I was a wonderful age to um, experience Beatlemania. Mm. Now, you were 13, and did you live in Philadelphia, or did you have to be how I did. did. Get, yes, I lived in Northeast Philly. So how did you get to the concert that night? Uh, well, first of all, it was supposed to be uh, three of us going, two of my classmates. One dropped out at the last minute because her parents thought she wouldn't be safe. <laughs> so that left two. Had I known, and I know so many people now, had I known them at that time, I had an extra ticket. Um, wow. And my dad, after my dad stood in line to get the tickets, mm-hmm. and he took us, he dropped us off at the venue. And, you know, as a parent did, you know, they drop you off at the movies and you say, okay, I'll meet you over here, you know, at five o'clock and all's good. Well, we said the same thing. You know, I'll meet you at the third tree. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? When we, the concert was over, <laughs> It was a madhouse, as you you know, you, as you do see. And I don't oh, know yeah. how we found each other, honestly. We did oh, somehow. Wow. My father found us, and I we found him. Yeah. Now, as now, if that was just a big accident. Yeah. At 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 that ticket, boy, you could have scalped that for a pretty penny. But at thirteen, you don't think about that. Um, well, I didn't want to scalp it. I couldn't have. I didn't want to get rid of it for a million dollars. And it was a three dollar ticket, which is a riot. Yeah. So you still do you still have the ticket? Actually, that stub I don't have, and it's horrible. I think I had it in my wallet because I was showing somebody, and I've got to take it out. And I got rid of the wallet, and there went that. Aww. But I do have my other ones. I have my Shay, which is the golden ticket. Yeah, golden ticket. So you're 13 years old. Um, so did you get all dressed up? I mean, we did. did. You... In in those days, we did. We wore dresses. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We, we thought they were going to see us and ask us out. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. They were going to pick you out. They were going to see your eyes from across the room. They were going to see me all the way up in the nosebleeds, of course. Oh, you're, you had nosebleed seats? 
But you know what? I was all three times I was in nosebleeds, but I was there, mm-hmm. and I was grateful. Mm-hmm. So, so because it's an, it was an indoor venue, um, how was the sound? Oh, terrible! <laughs> Couldn't was hear it? a thing. I didn't know what they were singing until I read the um, set list the next day in the newspaper. Yeah. Did you were you and one of the screamers I must too? Confess, I was one of the guilty screamers. <laughs> and I am not the least bit embarrassed about it. That it was just part of the um the experience. Mhm. And it was September 2nd, so it was right before school started that year. I think school started a week later. And I still had laryngitis when I went to school. Oh. But oh. it was a badge was of honor. It? What was it? Was it the talk of the school? Probably. Well, as it turned out, um, and I didn't realize it at the time, there were a, there were a lot of people that I was not friends with at the time that I am now, mm-hmm. and they all went to see the Beatles, and all I could think was, why weren't we friends then? <laughs> we had we had so much in common. Why were we not friends? But that's that's, that's another. Past. This is now. That's a, that's another talk show. Yeah. Another topic. <laughs> For another talk show, um, so you got to see him in '64, and then along comes 1965, and here's the big Shea Stadium concert. Yes. Now, how did you get tickets all the way up in New York? Okay, well, first of all, they did not come to Philadelphia that year, so mm-hmm. all the eggs were in the, the basket called Shea. And since you were young at the time, I don't know if you recall. I don't know how long it lasted. There was a radio station in Philadelphia called WIBG, mm-hmm. and or they called it WI Beetle G. Any radio station that had a B did that, <laughs> and they were 99 on the dial, so they had contests with 99 winners to see Shay. Now all you had to do, you know, things were different then than they are today. You sent in a postcard. Mm-hmm. And if they called your name, you know, pick the postcard, they called your name on air, and you had 10 minutes to call back. Well, unlike today, you had to stay home and listen. You had to be by that phone and right. the radio. You know, right. and, and winner number one came along, and, of course, it wasn't me. And as every good at the time, 14-year-old moped around the house, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. And then winner number two, nope. Wasn't me, wasn't me, I won't win, blah, blah, blah. Number three, third time was the charm. That was me. Really? And pandemonium set in in my house. I was so nervous, I couldn't pick up the phone, let alone dial it. And it was a whole big thing. You didn't just press a button back then. You had to actually <laughs> work to make a phone call. You had to, you had to stick your finger in and dial. Yeah. Exactly. And I was shaking so. And... My mother was also very nervous. My whole family were Beatle fans. My dad, let me say, my dad turned me on to them. It's December oh, really? 1963. We were in the car driving home in a snowstorm, and he said, did you guys ever hear this song? And it was, I want to hold your hand. And he turned it up, and we never turned it back down. Wow. My dad created the monster in his house. Wow. And um, so I said, my mother was also very nervous. Mm-hmm. She couldn't call. My little sister just sat and laughed at everybody, even though she's a fan. <laughs> and my mom had a friend in the house, so 
she didn't care. So she dialed the phone. And Mm -hmm. um, it was a DJ, big, big Philadelphia DJ named Joe Niagara. And he Mm -hmm. confirmed my win. He's the one who called my name. So we immediately called my dad at work to tell him to turn on the radio so he could hear my name being Mm -hmm. mentioned. And Joe Niagara mispronounced our last name. It was Musiker, which means musician in German. Okay. But everybody, I don't know why, pronounced it Musicure. And and he's in the music business there in Niagara, so he should have known that. And Mm -hmm. all my father cared about was that he mispronounced our last name. <laughs> so I mispronounced the last name. So that that was just kind of a family funny story. I once I once had a friend who whose father flipped out because I accidentally spelled their last name wrong, and I thought that was the strangest thing I'd ever I'd ever encountered. I was like, I, just I, I guess it maybe dad was just very proud. <laughs> it was just a variation in that generation. I'm thinking, in uh, the fact that you just said that makes me think, you know, it's a, it must have been a dad thing because it's their last name. It's not exactly. the mother's, you know, so there must be something about fathers and the mispronunciation of, of a last name. But, you know, as someone who grew up with the last name Di Benedetto, um, lifelong. That's a mouthful. That, it was a mouthful and, and it mouthful. never came out right. If they could ever get it out, all of it, you know. Right. <laughs> You just knew as soon as they got to the deep vent, then you knew it was you, uh, and you finished it for them. Anyway, so uh, how'd you get up to uh, Shay? And Latou? well, let me just say, a classmate of mine also won. Oh wow, cool! So um, that was very very nice because at that time I was incredibly shy and quiet. Mm-hmm. So it was good for me that she came along to. Um, kind of give me some boost me a little bit mm-hmm. and um now did you win one or two tickets one oh really it was one ticket only wow because there were 99 people mm. so we was all this met one of those, on was this one of those they the the where the radio station would take a bus up well that that's what i'm that's what i'm just getting ready uh, to say we okay. met um i believe it was at suburban station on um, mm-hmm. August 15th and mm-hmm. there were three buses transporting 99 very excited teens mostly girls to mm-hmm. New York and uh, it, it was a fun ride because it was like going to camp mm-hmm. Beatle camp because we sang Beatles songs the whole way it was really really a lot of fun and it's a shame we didn't have um, phones like we have today so we could have um Right, so you had to entertain yourself. It it would have been a lot of fun. And Mm -hmm. the plan was to also visit the World's Fair, since I believe it was across the street. Uh And I think there was an accident on the New Jersey Expressway because it was backed up for hours. But I guess you can (gasps) say that's just another day in the New Jersey Expressway. (laughs) And so there went the World's Fair. But luckily, thankfully, we made it to Shea in plenty of time. Oh, well, that's mean, it good. Was, it was still light when we got there. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. early when we got there. And, mm-hmm. um, of course, we still had the upper box seats. But I was on Paul's side, and that's all that counted. That's good. You're a Paul fan. Um, and, you know, who knew that history was being made? Yeah, exactly. Who, who knew now, that? I have, I have, and I have I a remember, question. Um, Cousin Brucey and, um, was there, and Ed Sullivan, of course, you know, 
ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Now, I and have a question that I asked your friend. Some of the, the bands. Uh, it was Cannibal and the Headhunters, Sounds Incorporated, Brenda Holloway. Oh, and they were disco dancers. I was immensely jealous of because I was a dance instructor at the time, so I felt well, I should be up there too. And um, I think they danced the King Curtis band. And I felt so bad for the opening acts mm-hmm. because nobody listened to them. And I don't yeah, think just... it really meant anything for them to have it on their resume because how many of them really became huge after the fact? Yeah, yeah, seriously. I asked Ida a question and that I'm going to ask you. Um, and she couldn't answer it. She could not remember for the life of her. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you eat on the bus? Uh, well, they gave us um, a box lunch. Oh, okay. I didn't bring my not, own. She could not yeah, that was also eat. part of it. They gave everybody a box lunch, so evidently it was a sandwich, <laughs> a beverage, and I guess a couple of snacks. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, she, so, you know, as I said, every now and then I can trip somebody up on, on a question. I um, can tell you what I wore, though. I wore, because, again, we wore, we got dressed, mm-hmm. and I had on my mod turquoise blue A-line mini dress with a lime green scalloped collar. Aww. Um, and I guess you could see me for miles with those colors. <laughs> was that the plan? Uh, well, you know what? I still do the same thing. I dress very colorful. Like black is not even in my I'm, – I'm in my closet right now doing this. It's the only quiet place. But I don't even see much black in my wardrobe. Unless it's a little black dress for an evening dinner or something. or. But anyway. Well, I have one basic dress, but – in fact, we all have the basic yeah, black dress. I'm, I'm very colorful. So what did your parents think about putting you on a bus at 14 years old? They trust a bunch of DJs? Well, it was your... well chaperoned. Okay. And okay. I had very liberal parents. I had the um, cool parents on the block. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I. it's a question I ask about a lot of guests, because a lot of guests won tickets through radio stations. Um right. And one of my guests a couple of weeks ago, you know, was a DJ from a station in Albany that took six busted loads of kids to Atlantic City. Wow. And, uh, you know, I'm just really, I mean, can you imagine not today? That's not going to happen. I mean, I just couldn't imagine today a bunch of DJs dealing with a bunch of 13 and 14, you know, no. kids, <laughs> <laughs> hormonally As raged I said, children. Back then we were innocent, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and we didn't think we were, but in comparison to today, we were very innocent. Yeah. So along comes it's 65 and along comes 66. And here they come and they're doing a stadium show in Philadelphia at JFK. Right. Um, which was a big football stadium. For those that don't know, um, it's right. also where Live Aid was held for those in the later generation who might know about Live well, Aid. I, was, I also went to Live Aid. I got to watch it on TV. No, <laughs> but, I, yeah, my no, husband my was there. And I sat through the whole thing, and it was so hot. Ooh. 
Yeah, my husband actually was in the War for Live Aid on the ground in the uh, crowd, and he actually said after a while they just got up and left and went home, sat in the air conditioning and drank beer and watched it on TV. <laughs> no, we we <laughs> so, helped it out. Yeah, um, there, there's so many interesting things about JFK and the fact that, you know, all of a sudden one day there's a Grateful Dead concert with all the deadheads, you know, and the next day they shut the entire thing down because it's unsafe. And everybody questioned, kind of scratched their head and said, you know, well, wait a second, wasn't it unsafe when the concert was going on? But can you imagine canceling a Grateful Dead concert? I don't think people would have been grateful. No, no. Um so I don't know that Grateful Dead fans would have done it. Anyway, we're so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's what happens. It all, it all circles back. It all circles back. But just to you know, give the, everybody, our listeners, an idea of JFK Stadium and everything. So uh, how did you get the tickets to this show? Do you remember? Well, as in 1964, my daddy. Wow, you had the greatest dad. I said I had the cool parents in the blog. <laughs> wow. Wow. So they were very supportive of anything we did. Great. So who'd you go to this show with? Well, that one was a little easier because mom went so we didn't have to worry about meeting any finding anybody, you know, after the show. So it was my mom who, unlike the other moms there, enjoyed it thoroughly. And um my sister and two friends. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, so a whole whole crowd. Yes, and two years. And it's funny. I don't didn't. Rem, I remembered one friend as being there, and the other girl. I didn't remember her being there at all until two years ago. I went to my high school alumni meeting. The first person I saw was the other girl. Mm-hmm. who went to see the Beatles with us. That's how I found out she was there. She, I said, hi, Lynn, remember me? And I, I was just saying that because I, for her, do you remember me as a friend? And that was it. Right. And I didn't have my coat off yet. And she looked at me and she said, oh, she screamed, your mom took me to see the Beatles in 1966. <laughs> and nice way to be remembered. In which case she said that, and I said to her, well, let me show you what I have. Where I showed her, and then I took off my coat, and I showed her the tattoo on my arm. And then I showed her the pictures, because nobody believes that it's real until they see the pictures. Why did I think the tattoo was on That was the Paul McCartney tattoo, so I showed her that I was one of the incredibly lucky people to make it on stage. Wow. Yeah, and there's only one other person. I know there's other people out there, but there there's only one other person I know who who's a mutual friend of ours named Roseanne. Yes, yes who, I, I know. <laughs> who has a tattoo on her back? Who's very very big about showing that tattoo? Is, is it on your well? Side of your we book? all we all are. We're very proud of it. Well, my friend who who lives here, um, she has one on her foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. As I because said, I it was Halloween. We got it in North Carolina. It was Halloween, and she said she needed a Halloween-y sign. So it became trick or treat, sign my feet. Uh. <laughs> and he loved it. He loved it. He kept, you know, referring the sign throughout the whole show, so we knew she was in. Wow. Wow. And, you know, and that's a matter of, that's timing, because if it wasn't Halloween, 
she wouldn't have had that sign. Yeah, I wonder where I would have. I I, I just wonder where I would have Paul sign if I if I got the chance. Well, um, I wanted it so I could a place that I could look at it. Mhm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't need. I'm retired, so I didn't need to worry about business. You know, covering mm-hmm. it up for business. And like I said, I wanted to be able to look at it. Didn't Are you matter. married? Yes. And your husband said? Oh, oh, well, he wasn't there, of course. And I called him on the phone to say, guess what? Tomorrow I'm getting a tattoo. And he said, no, you're not. And I said, watch me. <laughs> 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 and there was that. <laughs> that was the end of that. Yes, it was. <laughs> Couldn't do anything about it after that. <laughs> does he does he show off your tattoo now to people? No, no. No, he, he doesn't not say, hey. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't say, hey, you know, my wife had Paul McCartney sign her arm. You know, he may say it if I'm not around, mm-hmm. but I've never heard him. He's not a, um, a showy person. Okay, okay. He doesn't brag um, about anything. So... At JFK, was it was it a full stadium? No, it wasn't. Unfortunately, okay. it wasn't. Okay, and but you were still in the nosebleed seats. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, because well, I mean, one thing was my dad said he probably went to the tickets and said, "Give me the cheapest tickets." Oh, okay. Even though the the top tickets were still five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but like well, I said, time... I was there, and that's all that yeah. mattered to me. And and he was paying for how many tickets? Like four or five? Um, one, two, three, five. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was ten dollars. Spender. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? Back then it was, you know, so relative. It was a lot of money back then. Yes, it was. It was a lot of money. I mean, it's my Shea Stadium ticket says five dollars and fifty cents on it. Oh. Oh, you can't even get a drink at a stadium for that. Oh my God, no! You can't, you can't get anything at a stadium for five dollars. Anything at all. So I mean, to me, anymore. that's the funny part. Look at the, yeah. um, you know, how much so it cost back then. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this tattoo, since since you brought it up, and I was going to bring it up because I had heard okay. heard about it through through the rumor mill. Um. So which concert was this, where you got to get up on stage? What did your stage. sign say? This was Penn State, October 15th, 2015, but he was counting. Yeah. So so you had a sign, I guess, that got you on stage? I, I did. And what did it say? Okay. It said, very simply, it's about effing time I get signed. Oh, wow. And And that's what it said. I mean, I didn't write the whole word out. Right. I was respectful, and I know, you know, I know there's children there too. So, right. and again, it was a matter of timing because my original seats were off to the side in the stands, mm-hmm. and then just through a series of events, my friend and I kept moving up. You know, we kept buying, finding because they do release tickets here and there just before the show, a week or so right. before. And my friend is very good. She's always on top of it. And we just kept moving up. And the day of the show, she was in the fourth row. I was in the eighth row. And there were two other people that we knew in the second row. Uh And there was an empty seat next to them. 
because um, this guy's girlfriend had a paper. It was Penn State. So she had a paper that was due. So she couldn't come. I would have taken an F on the oh, yeah. paper. <laughs> I would have been, so been was sitting, sitting seat, in that so seat, turned around in that seat writing the paper. Up. So then there was an empty seat on the fourth row, and Nina told me to come up, even though her husband was sitting right there next to me. So she told me to go up, not him, and to put me in the fourth row. Mm -hmm. And um, Paul's wife, Nancy, and her party were also in the fourth row. So I was sitting with them. And then halfway through the show, they got up and left. But I guess they were going backstage. And um, so I asked somebody, are you coming back? And she said, yes. They never came back. So there was a whole empty fourth row. I moved over, you know, to the middle so he could see me. And mm-hmm. usually he can't see me because I'm four foot 11. Oh. <laughs> so I get hidden. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this time, like I said, it, it's timing. And right. there was nobody around me. And I guess since it was also empty, that caught his eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I and I do something I never did. I stood on the chair with my sign and then two women in back of me started complaining because they couldn't see through me. Meanwhile, I can't see through anyone. But I got off yeah. the chair anyway and dejectedly, you know, put my head down. And Paul's security guy, Brian, he's the one that comes and pulls you up to go on stage. Oh, okay. And when he came you know, to get me, I thought I was being thrown out. I thought the two women in back reported me <laughs> for standing on the chair. Wow. Well, no, that that just makes my story better <laughs> because uh-huh. it wasn't. It was the opposite. He was. I, mean, I went up on stage, so I got my revenge on these two women. So I know. Oh, yeah. So what <laughs> did you say to Paul, and what did he say to you? Uh, the first thing he said to me was, I'm taller than you. <laughs> And I had no snappy comeback. All I said was, everybody is. And, of course, after the fact, I said, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. I should have said this. But I I wasn't prepared for that comment. But he does make you feel at ease. I don't know how he does it. I just don't know how I felt. I argued with him on stage. That's how comfortable I felt. What would you argue about? (laughs) My sign, besides, you know, what it said, I ended it with, please, and it's supposed to be, thank you. Well, I ran out of room. So it just said, please, and thank. I figured, mm-hmm. oh, he's never going to notice that because you know how that, the whole thing, like your eye is trained to, to read like an entire line if you know that's what it's supposed to be. Right. No, he noticed that too and mentioned it. I don't know. He's, I don't know how he does it. I, I don't know how. And yeah, I know. That's why I, so I told him I what I just friend, said to you. I ran out of space, and so that's what we did. But I, the point is, I felt that comfortable. Yeah. I know that Roseanne talked about it, and she said the first time she went up and she hugged him, he whispered yeah. in her ear, breathe. Just like he knew to tell her, you got to breathe. You know, he didn't want any fainting Well, you know, everybody says, face. and I used to say it too, oh, my God, I would faint, I would die. And my comment to that is, no, you wouldn't, because you would miss it. Yep. Yep. But like I said, I don't know how he does it. He p- does put you at ease. Just something, even without saying anything. Mm-hmm. Just uh, his presence. I don't know. It sounds crazy. 
So you saw the Beatles three times. How many yes. times have you seen Paul McCartney? Uh, you know what? That one I don't. I know everybody else keeps count. I don't have a count on that one, but a lot. <laughs> I, mean, I am one of the fans on the run, and I have gone to um, England a few times to see him. And then wow. you know, I do run all over the country, wherever it's possible. Wow. wow. Until I run out. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, if if he ever decides to tour again, and who knows with the pandemic and, you know, right. he's getting older and everything, you be sure to give me a call the next time you go running across the country because I want to come with you and I want to play the game of musical But you know chairs. what the best part is? And I guess also Facebook fits into it as well. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of wonderful people by doing this. And people that, even though they might live in another country, I can still call friend. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when we do go to the, you know, it's the same people that get the fans on the run, that get the same basic tickets and do the sound check. And sound check costs a fortune, but that's how you get a good seat. And it's easier mm-hmm. to get that ticket than it is to go through normal channels. So, you know, it is basically a lot of the same people. And it's a point now where, yeah, we do know each other. We see one another and we hug. And on, when the show is over, we, we go out to eat. Oh, or we wow. We get together, Wonderful. you know, before the show or the next day, before we go home, you get together to sightsee, you know, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it, that's it's a wonderful, um, I don't want to say side effect. It's, just, it's, a, it's a plus. It's just a wonderful plus. That's great. That's great. Anyway, thank you so much, Joy. You've been a joy to talk to. <laughs> Why, well, thank you so much, Jen. I appreciate your, this opportunity. Yeah, oh, thank you. I mean, uh, it's fun to talk to talk to all the people who were actually there and actually got to experience it. It was a whole different time and place, and uh, we just love hearing the stories. And thank you, listeners for tuning in to another episode and join us again next week for another episode of I Saw the Beatles. Thank you.